Welcome to Football on the Rocks, where we pour ourselves a glass and help you dominate the fantasy football competition. During the season, we will recap the action for the week, identify targets to stock up on and targets to pour out, discuss our weekly positional rankings, and give you our DraftKings DFS picks of the week. So, Grab your glass, maybe put some rocks in it, and join three fantasy football experts and whiskey enthusiasts every week as we help you salvage your draft, win your league, and fight for the millionaire. Hello and welcome to Football on the Rocks. I am Joe Niehoff, your host. I am tonight actually got a little bit of a different flavor in my mind for what I wanted to drink tonight. So I'm going to talk a little bit through it. it. This is the first time and probably one of the only times I will not be drinking something on the rocks. So that is a first and foremost. Blast for me. I know it is kind of blasphemy, but it, it, it was almost too hard to resist. My wife got these Parmesan crisps. They're very good. The original Parmesan crisps. I don't know if you ever had them. They're oven baked Parmesan crusted things. I don't like uh, where this is going. Joe's, Joe has talked more about I'm, Parmesan crisps than he's ever talked about a whiskey. That now, that's not true. That is not true. Anyway, I'm having those with a glass of red wine. So I'm having the Federalist red wine tonight. Uh, it is. So, Joe, big, what? Is it, is it a Merlot? Is it a Cabernet? Is it a Merlot? It's, it's a cab. It's what are we cab. talking Okay. Let, Tell me about it. If you're yeah, talk it's a about cab. it, tell us it's, about it's it. a full body cab. Um, it is a very easy drink. It's not too expensive. So if you're looking for a, a cheap ish wine, it's probably in the in the twelve to fifteen dollar range. Um, um, but a very easy drinking red wine. It's a cabernet, like I said, full bodied, uh, very good, very good with some Parmesan crisps. Um, so that's me and my red wine tonight. John, what do you got? Well, I think you can take your fancy pants red wine and go watch some NASCAR and leave our football podcast alone. <clears throat> yeah, because yeah. NASCAR and red wine goes together like, you know, olive oil and. I'm sure they have a lot. Where, of boxes. Wait, where are you going? I'm sure they have a lot of boxes Joe, of red wine. Joe, Joe, what is what is the opposite of <laughs> olive oil? Water, or water. Okay, it took you a while to get there. I just wanted to make sure that you were. It took me get a second, there. but I got there. Like olive oil and water. Well, I guess oil and water, not not olive oil, but olive oil is still the same. It don't matter. Go ahead. What are you guys doing? <laughs> well, Joe, I'm sure that you know that this week was the first day of fall. So yeah, I did. I went. I went back to uh, old whiskey I had and pulled out the Stellum. Oh yeah, that's right. So I I, I remember thinking that that would be a good fall whiskey to have because it has that big hit of cinnamon. And it yep. was 50 degrees on the walk this morning, so perfect. it's actually it's actually perfect for the uh, cold weather we have here in Atlanta. Now. Yeah, the cold evening weather and morning weather, and then it gets like to 75 during the day, which is great. I, honestly, today was perfect, but we can talk more about that later. Bobby, what are you drinking? Um, I've been banished to only drink McGolden. Did you put any olives in it today? Not today. I have to so go to the no store. No Minnesota martini for Bobby. You're just not tonight. Shrub McOlden tonight. Just a McOlden. It's boring. It it is seems pretty boring. But that's what happens when you can't win in fantasy football. I've, you punish yourself. Yeah, I've I've been I've been banished to. No. If I don't win this week, I'm 
I don't know what I'm going to do. You're going to keep drinking McOlden. What you're going to yeah. do? I might have to give up drinking if this is all I'm going to be drinking. It's tasteless and boring. Uh-huh. All right, we're going to get into uh, week three. Week three, I'm sure a lot of people are excited to hear about some ideas and thoughts on players in week three. The first game on the list is actually the Chargers versus the Chiefs, and I'm going to take this one off our hands and go over it a little bit. So I think there's some pretty easy stuff in it, you know, if you're analyzing what do we have, who do we have, that kind of fun stuff. Um, the, the simple an- an- analyzing here is you're starting the three top three uh, in Kansas City. So you got Mahomes, Hill, Kelsey, no-brainers. And I this is not like a, a shock or like a big announcement, but I'm not starting CEH. Like, where you drafted him, we've talked a lot about this. Like, where you drafted him, he's somebody that you're probably going to start because he might be your best option. But he's just moved so far down my list over the last two weeks and thinking about his collective of what he did last year. I just – I think he's proven to the NFL world that he's just very mediocre. At some point – I could see Jarek McKinnon taking a little bit bigger role um, in that offense versus what we've seen so far with him. So that's just a thought on the on Kansas City side, and I'll go, you guys can make some comments here. In yeah, a second. is that the, that was going to be my question? Is is he a guy that you are going to be? Um, he being McKinnon, is he someone that you're grabbing and stashing and thinking, hey, maybe this is going to be the guy that's going to actually be the running back here? I, for me, yes. I mean, it, it depends on who my other bench players are. Because even right now, McKinnon, like, let, let's think of what a, a Kansas City Chief running back could be in that system that they have in the city. So the question is, is it, has it, has it been because CEH just isn't good? Or has it been because they just aren't using running backs with Mahomes in their system? Right. Like think yeah. back to the first year with Mahomes. Did they have a good running back? Fantasy wise, I mean they've. I, I guess historically, yeah. their coaching staff has produced. A, yeah, but a but very no, no, fantasy on, viable though. running back. Now, now you, that's the head coach has right. I mean, back yeah. when he had Lashawn McCoy and all that stuff yeah. in, in Philly. But, yeah, Bell, but has Bellamy, though? Like, let's, I mean, let's think about that for a second. I, I can't remember the last time the Chiefs had. Yeah, Andy, Andy Reid is more so the one that's running that offense. But Andy Reid, he runs an offense based off of the players he has at his, at his fingertips. And look at the players he has. I mean, he runs that offense through Mahomes, Hill, and Kelsey. And they score 35 points a week. And the running back scores nothing. So just again, so we're getting we're getting into this a little bit too much already. But but anyway, so going to the Kansas City game, I like the three. And I kind of leave everybody else on Kansas City off to the side. Yeah, I, I think, think what, is... I think what you're missing on the Chargers is that their defense has allowed the third most rushing yards. Right. So... I think this is the this is the game. I still have CEH as a starter. Uh, he's in, he's in um, that second tier for me. Yep. Yep. Um, he's in that premium brand side of things. But if he doesn't get it done this week, I'm out. 
yeah, I think this is the week for him. It, it's it's a shit or get off the pot kind of situation with him, and he needs to produce. Otherwise, he's not even flexible. Um, he, he's he's almost. I mean, you could start making an argument for him to just be dropped because you just can't fathom a, an idea of actually starting him and let somebody else start him and deal with the frustration and heartbreak. No, I wouldn't drop him. I think he's got a little bit of trade value. But Sabotage. Not, drop. Not, not nearly as much as he once had. Um, and even to that point with him, like I think he could be a flex play this week yeah. in my book. Nobody's going to trade for him, though. Unless somebody has some belief hey, in, no, in him and that offense. I, I offered I mean, you a trade, but I have, was getting somebody else, too. Yeah, but um, you're going to give me Miles Gaskin for him, Joe. No, I was yeah. basically – okay, so who would you no, rather No, we don't, need to, Miles we don't need to get into that right CEH. now. We don't need to get into that. I, we I would rather have that. CEH right now. I, I would almost Gaskin. rather have Miles Gaskin. I will bet you that CEH has more fantasy points the rest of the way than Miles Gaskin. John, is this a bad a bad bet? Yes, this is a terrible <laughs> bet. I'm in. I one one plays on a good team, one plays on a I'm uh, in Bobby. One plays on the Dolphins. Too late. I'm I'm accepting this bet. <laughs> All right. So from from week three, the first two weeks are out. We're not counting those. It's from this point on CEH versus Gaskin. Done. All right. Gaskin's the winner. Jesus Christ, let's move to the next game. <laughs> We didn't even uh, talk the, about real quick on the Chargers <laughs> side. I'm starting Williams, Allen, Eckler, and um, Herbert just because wow, Kansas bold. City loves to give up. Yeah, bold, bold predictions here. But Kansas City's giving up a bunch of points, so I'm starting everybody. All right, next game. What's our next game, Joe? Next game is uh, Indy, Tennessee, John. Yeah, I think this could be an interesting game. The over-under is 48. Tennessee's favored by five. Um, Tennessee's allowed the fifth most receiving yards. So I think it could, depending on how Wentz's ankles hold up, I think this could be an interesting game for... Wentz's ankles? (laughs) I I think this could be an interesting game to start some of the Colts wide receivers, especially Pittman and maybe Pascal. I think both teams are kind of middle of the road for rushing defense. So, you know, Henry and Taylor should have good weeks. I don't I don't think they're going to be um, too down this week. Um, and then I think, you know, A.J. Brown's had kind of a disappointing year, but I, I could see him and Julio both being uh, – I both have them in the premium tier. So I think they're both um, kind of set up to have great weeks. Um I think the only worry for them is if the, if Tennessee would get up too much if they just go Henry for the rest of the game, especially if Wentz is out. Right. Um, but I think it could be um, still a higher scoring game with a lot of work in the passing for both teams. Yeah, I agree. I like that. Bobby, any additional comments? No. Yeah, I don't think there's a whole lot to talk about Indy, Tennessee. Um, we will see. That game could be a fun one to watch, I will say, because I always feel like Indy, Tennessee tends to be a pretty tight game, um, especially these last couple of seasons. Um, just the way those teams are built are pretty similar. Pretty good defenses for the most part and like to run the ball a lot. So we'll see what that one looks like at the end. Bobby, Atlanta uh, versus the Giants. Um, 
So the Giants are just not good against tight ends, and so I'm I'm thinking Pitts is definitely going to have a better week than we've seen. It might be one of those weeks where we go, whoa, here's Kyle Pitts, and like here's this guy that you drafted. Um, <clears throat> Bradbury is going to be on Calvin Ridley this week, and so that I, I kind of am tempering expectations a little bit there, which is another reason why I like Pitts. Um, they're really the only two – that you're starting um, Davis and Patterson are both flex options, uh, especially if Patterson is, is a running back in your league school, uh, type system. Um, however he's categorized because in some he's a wide receiver in others, he's a running back. Um, I don't feel great about it, but they did have a tough beginning of the schedule with the running defenses that they went up against. And so it, it should get a little bit easier. Um, it'll be interesting to just to see how that kind of plays out there. Um, as bad as the Giants are against tight ends, the Falcons are probably worse against quarterbacks. Okay. And so I am going to our, our new segment here. I'm going to take a shot with Daniel Jones. He's my, he's my streamer of the week. I'm going to take a shot with him. Um, hopefully it goes down smooth and easy. Dan Jones uh, had scored 29 and 21 points in the last two weeks, and so he has actually got some fantasy viability to him as a starter, and now he gets the Falcons. Um, Falcons are decent against the run. You're still starting Barkley in my mind. Um, he's just getting a little bit healthier, but if he does have another bad week, somehow has another bad week, I still like him in, as the season progresses, and you could actually probably get him uh, on a buy low kind of a, a trade offer there. Um, as I like Daniel Jones, I think this might be the week. I just have a feeling. I don't know why, but I think this might be the week where Galladay finally comes into his own. Okay. And that he breaks out a little bit and has a, a bit of a bigger game, like a, hey, I'm here. Um, I'm, I'm here to do good things and I, you know i see maybe 100 yards touchdown out of him this next week here as long as you know now why don't we uh i like that now why don't we explain a little bit about what our take a shot is like what are we picking just the like, we're picking a, a guy that we like a, a guy that's not normally a starter in most uh situations um but someone that you think is going to perform very well this next week and, and so we're going to take a shot with them as like a, a one week streamer and maybe even someone that you could this week in particular, we see him as someone to uh, throw into your lineups and potentially be a, a starter guy for you yeah. at that Very position good. or someone like in a DFS situation that you might target to get onto your team. Yeah. And so for this week, he is the guy that I'm taking a shot with. Good. Like it. I like it. All right, next game. Hold on. Next game will be is Baltimore and Detroit. Uh, that's not my game. So, yeah, again, no, we're not going to have any fancy analysis here for this one. I'm not going to lie. Uh, pretty clear cut. I think that uh, you expect and really hope that Lamar Jackson continues. He should have a good week this week against Detroit. Uh, overall, just a, a good game for him. I do like Tyson Williams a good bit this week. Um, I think he's kind of shown that he's going to have pretty good control over that backfield. But, you know, I, 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 we talked about Latavius Murray and 
and his involvement, he might he might snail a, or sneak a, a touchdown from the goal line or something like that. And he'll be involved, but I think for the most part, um, Tyson kind of controls that and probably get somewhere around 15 carries or so uh, in a game that Baltimore should pretty much handle. On the Detroit side, I think you still are starting um, uh, Swift. Uh, I think Jamal Williams has has made a case to be a starting running back. I would definitely think he's a potential flex, uh, but I don't know if I'd put him in my top 24. Uh, and then um, Quintez Cephas is somebody that I am taking a shot with. So my take a shot this week is Cephas, uh, primarily because I believe Detroit will be behind. Um, he's scored a touchdown the first two weeks in each game. Uh, he's definitely not on anybody's list as far as a starter right now, but he is, he's, I mean, arguably he's, he's probably had the most targets. I'm not looking it up right now at this point for Detroit, but he's probably had close to the most targets for Detroit and he scored two touchdowns in two games. So I'm taking a shot on him. I think if he has anywhere near what he's been doing, you're going to be very happy. Um, and he could be a good uh, sneak in like a DFS type game as well. Uh, but any analysis on, on top of that you guys want to talk about for Baltimore, Detroit? Um, did you mention how good of a game we're thinking Hawkinson's going to have against one of the worst teams against tight ends as well? Uh, I did not. I did not. But that, but that's a pretty, that's a pretty obvious one as well. I mean, I mean, yeah. we know Joe hates TJ. I, I'm not. Right. A, I'm not giant fan of him he's, as we he, we've all discussed. Out of top six to I, listen, I will say that I it, I more than likely have been wrong. Okay, um, I'm I'm barring an injury of some kind. I'm pretty sure I've lost that bet to Bobby. Uh, but I don't even know what to say other than yeah. I mean, you can't. It, he's starting every week on your team. I mean, I have him as a number three tight end this week. So. Yeah, he's he's earned the right to be up there. Good for him. And yeah. the downfall of Hollywood Browns starts this week. That's what John. Yeah, well, Hollywood Brown, if you guys are saw, um, he actually was limited. I think in this in practice this last week. There's a possibility that he is might not even play. Oh, I didn't. I uh, had an ankle injury or something like that. I didn't. I'd have to find the the alert that I saw. Um, but something to really pay attention to um, brings Watkins value up a little bit. Also will bring uh, Andrew's value up a bit. Um, well, just... if, if Wentz can play in two bad ankles, I think he should, you know, step up and just deal with one bad ankle. <laughs> yeah. All right. But, should we move to yeah. Cincinnati? Move to since you, yeah. Since you pit, John, We're on to Cincinnati, Joe. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think this will be a game where both teams kind of struggle to run the ball. So I think it's, um, you know, Steelers have a top 10 run defense. Um, so I think Mixon, Mixon will have trouble, trouble. And the Bengals just have an overall top 10 defense this year, which might be a little surprising um, just based on overall yardage. Um, and I think with the offensive line and how terrible it is for Pittsburgh, I think, you know, Najee's going to have trouble running the ball again. I think his saving grace is just 
um, kind of his involvement in the passing game that we saw last week. And I think this is this could be a game where each team throws the ball 40 times. And then we just – I think this is a game where I can start all three Cincinnati wide receivers, all three Pittsburgh wide receivers, and then you're probably starting the uh, Mixon and Harris too, so – and that is again if Deontay Johnson plays, there is some um, some rumblings that he may miss this week. So another guy to kind of keep an eye on. Yeah, and if he he misses, you know, Chase Claypool, in my opinion, gets the biggest bump. Yeah, um, but I'm, if he if he doesn't play, I'm not going to play James Washington. I'm, I'm no, just correct. To, no, I'm just, just going to stick to the two. Yeah, I agree. Right. Yeah. And the and those two guys, you are gonna bump up a little bit more in terms of what you might expect. Not a lot, but I think you'll get a little bit more production out of them. Yeah, maybe maybe the tight ends in that case are more likely to snipe a touchdown. But I think you're, yeah, but you're I just kind of those, hold, tight, ends, those tight ends aren't even in the in the top fifteen to twenty on anybody's radar right now. So yeah, but I mean, Ebron Ebron sniped a lot of touchdowns last year, so. Yeah, and yeah. I think they they called that Fair Bruce or whatever. I can't. I don't even know how to say his name. Um, Baby Gronk was a name that came out for him. So, oh geez, <laughs> I know, right? Um, so Pat Fryermuth could be something, but I don't know. Well, out there and in your starting lineups, unless you are really uh, getting a little yeah, if it's crazy. like a. Super deep league, or if it's tight end premium, maybe, right. but it's not right. If there's I'm, like, yeah, 17 teams in your guillotine league left going, and you <laughs> you waited on tight end or something, like that's the only way that I could see you having that guy in a, in a lineup, you know. And honestly, like, he maybe is like one of those dynasty players you might be like, ooh, he's kind of fun to have, yeah, but but then you think, like, okay, but in like a year and a half or two years. Ben Roethlisberger won't be the quarterback anymore. And Hopefully Dwayne not. Haskins might be. Somebody yeah, else. Maybe not such an exciting dynasty piece to have. Right. But no, I think I, I'm John. There's again, Harris, Harris may see if, uh, if Johnson is out, Harris may see a couple other screen passes. Some of that short passing game might, might go his way. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, it is true. I just we'll see as it kind of kind of develops. Yeah. Um, all right, Chicago, Cleveland, Bobby, that's you. Um, all right, we get we get to see the rookie Fields. Um, I I don't know that you can trust starting him this week, but it's exciting to see what he's going to do. Cleveland actually does have a pretty decent defense, um, and so not something that you're overly excited about but very very fun to be able to see this rookie come out of there's a i mean we saw him in the preseason he did some pretty amazing things and so we'll see what happens there hopefully for you know real football value he plays well but chicago loses because we're vikings fans um you're starting montgomery you're starting keenan allen um mooney you could see starting in a flex um, fucking Mooney. That's that's the Why did you Chicago side of the field. Mooney, like Mooney I like Mooney. Um, and then on the Cleveland side of the ball, uh, you're starting Chubb. You're starting Hunt. Um, Hooper is an interesting 
tenant option, and it sounds like we're finally going to see Beckham back playing. Um, sat out the first two weeks, and I believe it's almost we're all we're coming up on a year since he t- had his injury. Um, so very excited to have him back. I don't know that you can trust him week one. You just don't know how much he's going to be used. Um, also, one interesting set that I came across. Um, the Browns are one of three teams to have no targets, no passes that have gone into the end zone. Wow. So that, that brings me to a question I have for the, for the, the, the group. So if you recall, Cooper Cup had a phenomenal day against Chicago. And John made a comment after week one. He said, because of that week, it's something that we need to pay attention to for Chicago when it comes to the slot corner. Okay. Well, last week, Tyler Boyd had his good week, nine targets, seven catches, 73 yards. He's the primary slot player in Cincinnati. So we now fast forward to this week, Cleveland receiver. Now that Jarvis Landry has gone, does anybody know? Donovan Peoples Jones is it though, or is he more of an I don't outside know. guy? I think that... it's, I think it's Anthony Schwartz, who's the rookie. Um, I think he's out of Auburn, and he could be a sneaky value play in DFS. Just something to think about because the Chicago slot corner seems to be having some issues. So okay. just a, my little analysis there. I almost had Anthony Schwartz as my take a shot, but he just seemed a little bit too outrageous because he didn't even have a like catch last week. He had like one target. <laughs> yeah. So, so the, I mean, they're wide receiver. I don't know where they're going to be lining up on the on the field here. Uh, we got Odell. You got Peoples Jones. You got Rashard Higgins. Yeah. And then those, Anthony and, Schwartz. You know, and Higgins, That's their wide receiver. Call. Yeah. Just is. those four, because Switzer and Landry are both out this week. Yeah, they have and no other wide receivers. If you can, if you can sift through that and find out who the <laughs> slot guy primarily is going, because it could be OBJ. He could line up in the slot plenty, right? And 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 then he becomes to me a bit of an intriguing pick. But it depends on what you're, you know, who what you're starting over him and how involved is he really going to be after you know basically twelve months yeah. off? You know, we'll so, see. Go- Google says that it's Peoples Jones. Okay, so there you go. Based the on Jones based on the, the offensive depth depth chart, yeah. Um, and that's what I was looking at earlier. It just didn't say initially, at least on the one that I was looking at on uh, ESPN, didn't specifically say this is the person who will primarily be lining up in the slot. Um, so. I mean, it could be people's drones, but you do. I mean, looking at lineups.com for what they're worth, uh, they are saying it's Anthony Schwartz. So um, there's a little bit of ambiguity on who that person actually might be. Right. And I guess we'll find out. We'll find out this weekend. Um, but something they can do to, to pay Take attention a shot throughout on that. the year. Yeah. Something to pay attention to throughout the year. Uh, all right, next game. Uh, any other comments? I know we didn't talk much about Chicago other than Fields. Uh, you know, Montgomery were starting, I think, for the most part, and, and uh, Allen Robinson. Um, but any other comments? Any other thoughts? Perfect. No. All right, let's go into uh, Washington Buffalo. Uh, this game is actually, you know, I looked into this one. It's uh, it's a the the over under is forty six points or forty five and a half points. 
I feel like that's a little high. Um, Buffalo's had a phenomenal defense all year. Obviously, zero points last week. Uh, pretty much held Pittsburgh in check in week one. I, I don't see Washington throwing up 35 points this week by any means. So I feel like this is going to be a fairly low-scoring game, maybe in the teens for both teams. Um, Washington still has a fairly decent defense, and Buffalo hasn't been all that impressive offensively. Um, so what does that mean uh, from a fantasy standpoint? I still think it's hard if, if you have Josh Allen as your number one quarterback. It's really difficult not to start him. Now, if you're debating between like Josh Allen and let's say you, you took a flyer on – not a flyer necessarily, but let's say you have like a Kirk Cousins. Um, I think I'm. I think I'm probably am leaning Kirk Cousins personally, um, and that would be a, that might be a bold statement, but I think just matchup wise, I think you go with with Kirk, um, and that's just again more of my personal opinion on that. Um, so, but but yes, but Josh Allen is still still a starting quarterback if you have him on your team, uh, and somebody you should probably put in the lineup. Dig same thing. Um, and outside of those two in Buffalo, from a fantasy standpoint, do you guys see anybody else worth talking about? Well, no, I, I, I still like it. Beasley. Yeah, I was gonna say I like Beasley. I do like. I think Beasley and or um, Sanders are both at least worthy of of that conversation as a flex wide receiver. Okay. Uh, And then on the Washington side, it's tough not to start Gibson because he's probably your first or second round pick. Um, I'm not as like – You're easily starting Gibson. Yeah, I'm not as distraught on on Gibson as I was about CEH. Um, But uh, but Gibson is starting to be a little bit more of a iffy, you know – guy especially with jd mckissick dominating last week and having a phenomenal game for those who picked him up and used him um that's what makes me a little nervous about gibson still fine game for gibson he just didn't get any touchdowns and not near the, the uh, attention on the receiving side bills uh, do Terry have McGlorn, a great McGlorn bills might be, have a great uh running defense yeah i think everybody that has mclaurin needs to be prepared for a down week uh, Tredavious White is one of the best cornerbacks in the entire league, uh, and he will more than likely be lined up against uh, McLaurin for the entire entirety of the game. Um, so don't be surprised if he has a little bit of a down week. I still have him in my starting. You know, I still start him because he's still going to get a lot of targets and, and more than likely be heavily involved. Uh, but just don't be shocked if he has a little bit of a down week. Um, that's really all my my analysis for uh, for that game. If one, you guys have any other comments. One thing that really stood out to me was that the Bills have not allowed more than 52 receiving yards in a game to a wide receiver. Yeah, well, that's – I mean, especially with going against Pittsburgh, who the year prior had a pretty good passing offense. Um, we'll it, see what they'll be it's this It's still year. an interesting – I mean, it's it's something that gives you pause. It gives you pause, but you got to think – they played Miami last week – and what 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 quarter was it that Tua went out? What second like quarter? Right away. Quarter. It, it, I think it was pretty early, right? I think it was like second quarter, even maybe even the first quarter. To be honest with you, so you know that's that's tough to, you know, that game is they should you know Jacoby Brissett coming in. Uh, I'm not shocked that they didn't pass the ball very well, but but there is the point that says like they didn't even get like a 30 yard pass play against them, right? 
Um, so Buffalo's defense is, you know, pretty stout, and they'll probably stay that way. Hineke, you can't expect him to do a whole lot against them, but we'll see. So again, my, my if you're a betting a gambling man, um, you know, I'm taking the under on that. That's that's the bet I pick. Um, I don't take seven and a half with Buffalo. I think it will still be a decent game, but I think it's something like twenty to ten, twenty to fifteen, or twenty to fourteen, something like that. Tyler Heineke, a fan of Bud Light. There you go. All right. Uh, next game. No other comments. Next game is Saints Patriots. Saints Patriots. John, it's yours. Yeah, I think the uh, abbreviations for this one is perfect. It's N O N E, and <laughs> other than Kamara, I'm starting none of the players in this game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's pretty. Up. You're staying. You're even staying away from. Or are you just talking about New Orleans side? Because I was gonna. No, say, I, I'm. I'm. I'm trying to stay away from Harris if I can, because I don't think he has the pass catching upside. And I think with the Saints rushing defense, that it's going to be tough for him to have a big game. Um, if you look, the Saints, at... the Saints have a top five rushing defense, so I. Uh, I just. Well, yeah, and one thing you that said it last week, Damian Harris is touchdown dependent, and this just may not be a touchdown game for him. One one thing that may be very surprising as well is that these two teams actually combine for the second slowest pace of play, uh, number of plays in a game, kind of thing. Um, New Orleans is averaging fifty plays in a game uh, right now. New or- New England. Uh, 63 uh, and so that's actually the second lowest total plays in a game for this uh week's slate wow who's the first so, lowest? we'll get to that soon i'll uh i'll let you know when that one is okay fair enough fair enough well i don't think there's a whole lot more to say so we'll move on to the next game bobby this is yours arizona jacksonville um arizona jacksonville Okay, so my favorite player, um, Mr. Murray. That you have on zero MV, teams. MV, right, MVP Murray. Um, that you have on zero have of your teams. Because he went too early. Um, I I will not make that mistake ever again. It doesn't again. sound like he went too early if he's the MVP, Bobby. I I'm, I made him <laughs> made a mistake. I I will no longer make these mistakes where I, I plant my stake in a guy and then I don't go out and get him. Yeah, I um, actually I'm a little shocked that you didn't. I mean, it, that was I should have. Yeah. I really, I at really least in should've. one of the. You know, I mean, it's not like you're in some only league, in right? Three leagues, you're in like seven. Right. You know what I mean? And you... <laughs> well, no, I'm in I'm in like four. Yeah, still. Anyways, anyway, go, continue. He's he's gonna go off this week. He's got one of the easiest games that he'll see all season. Um, and I say that meaning like he hasn't already. He's going to continue to get a... Uh, if he doesn't get 30 points, I'll be shocked. I will be shocked if he doesn't get 30 points again. Um, big day for Hopkins is probably coming and I like... Uh, Rondale Moore as well. They're getting him more involved, and he has this absurd stat where he's ran 36 routes, and he has 35 fantasy points. <laughs> like that, uh, That's an unsustainable uh, pace in terms of how that looks, but yeah. um, 
definitely yeah, like I think, him. I think more is coming for more. One thing to watch is Hopkins has been out of practice this week. Mm-hmm. So I think the the kind of AJ Green, Moore, and Kirk, Kirk could all be starters if Hopkins out is out. Right. Oh yeah. Uh, I like more of them the most, and then I like Kirk second. Um just in terms of uh, of what I would go for. Um, but AJ Green would definitely be a nice sneaky uh, DFS kind of play if that were to happen as well. And he um, might be the one that's most likely to be available. Yeah. Right. Um, Jacksonville side of the ball, you're just doing Marvin Jones, and that's about it. Um, I know we talked a little bit about uh, – where did he go? We talked a little bit about Max Williams uh, the other day. I don't see him as being too much of a factor this week. That's actually one of the things that the Jaguars do well um, is is play against the tight end a little bit. And Arizona just doesn't typically utilize their tight end all too much. But, uh, yeah, somebody that I'm – you're not really doing much with anyways. Yeah. One thing on A.J. Green, again, he was behind DeAndre Hopkins. He had 51 snaps on offense where Kirk had 38 and Moore had 28. So A.J. Green's still getting the majority of the playing time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're starting the the Arizona running backs probably as your running back two or a potential flex guy. Um, that's that's really you're all. Starting all Con- you're starting Connor. That, I was just gonna say that. So you're just talking Chase Edmonds, right? Yeah, yeah. Connor, Connor's a guy that again, if you need it, if you gotta play him, um, Arizona will probably be up, especially in the second half. So there'll be a little bit more running, um, or at least we would assume that there'd be some more running there. And so I can see them both getting a little bit more involved then. If you went like full wide receiver, tight end and quarterback kind of move and you ended with Connor as like your second or third running back, this would be the week you're excited about. Right. You know, he should, he should get like 15 carries this week. If they're, you know, dominating the game uh, to an extent, you know, up 20 points after the first half kind of thing, you know, you're, you're salivating having Connor on your team. What's our next game here? All right, next game we have is mine. It is Seattle, Minnesota. I think this could be the game of the week. And I know I'm I know we're all Viking fans here. Um, but just in general, let's look back at every Seattle, Minnesota game for the last X number of years, right? I mean, last year, you know <laughs> Oh my god. We were up what was it? What were we up th- four? Were we up four? No, we were up three or two. We were up some, whatever the score was. And uh, we decided <laughs> to go for it. Last like, week, we minute. last year we were up by, uh, I, I think we were up five. Was it five? We decided to go for it. Us. Yeah. That was the whole thing. Like we could have kicked a field goal, went up eight. Yeah. And then a touchdown can only tie us. But no, Correct. we went for Correct. it. Correct. And we went for it to try and put it away. We didn't get it because Alexander Madison couldn't figure out how to fucking run a ball. Um, and uh, Tell us how you really feel about that one. Yeah. Joe. And then, and then of course, uh, Russell Wilson comes back, scores a touchdown. 
like I legitimately and, and you know going all the way back to the the worst one of the worst things that ever happened in Minnesota Viking fandom history you know Blair Walsh and we don't need to say anything more than that um, he's a he's a Viking kicker doing Viking kicker things and it was true. the coldest day ever yeah true so anyway I, I think that this game has everything to make it to be a great game and then we look at it from a fantasy standpoint I'm starting everybody everybody yeah you know and you hope Dalvin Cook is healthy enough right so mm-hmm. you hope he's you'll know enough. though you'll know going into the game you whether will. or not you, you'll know if Cook's beforehand. playing you're playing him there's yep. you're, you're yep. not going to get fancy with it yeah and uh and if he does you know you're I don't think you're going to get a Derrick Henry type of day out of of Cook um no. but I mean, you're going to get a you good could. day. You know, you're going to get a good day regardless, one way yeah. or the other, I would think. Seattle's not too great against running backs, at least as statistics currently bear themselves out, but a yeah. little bit of an got, outlier there. Yeah, and then on the other side, you have one of the best deep ball throwers thrown to one of the best deep ball catchers and you know, Wilson and Lockett. Um, the Vikings have clearly proven that their secondary is piss poor. Uh, and specifically opposite Patrick Peterson, they're really poor. Um, so you'd think Peterson would probably favor DK's side more than – here you go. You know, that's a track meet. You better hope the Vikings safeties can figure their stuff out. Um, so, yeah, I think you're starting every I, – I, Chris Carson, I think I got him in the game. I, I'm, I'm putting everybody oh, yeah. in the You lineup. got Carson for sure. This one, I, I didn't look at the over-under on this one. Uh, whatever it is, I'm taking 50, the over. 55. I'm still taking the over. I, I think this I, is a 30, 35 to 38 game kind of thing with somebody scoring at the end to win it. Yeah, my my uh, take a shot player is in this game, KJ Osborne. Um, I think he showed that week one was a fluke. He played in on 36 snaps in week two, which is over 50%, which just shows mm-hmm. that the Vikings are more willing to go um, three wide than they have in the past. I think with Cook nursing injuries, I think he could have a bit of a down game and it being more of a shootout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good, a good, uh, very interesting um, player. I think from a pickup standpoint, for those that haven't have him available in their leagues, he'd be somebody that would be good, worth paying attention to because you know we said it the other day. When was the last time Vikings had three wide receivers? Jake Reed. But in that year that the Vikings had Jake Reed, he was a very viable, startable player every week. Right. I don't know if KJ will get there, but I, I I'm thinking of him more mm-hmm. like what I think a lot of people would have thought the production that you might have gotten from Irv Smith. Right. So, you know, Irv Smith is healthy. We probably t- don't have as many three wide receiver looks. And Irv Smith is the guy that's getting the five to six catches a game for six um, yeah, and I think the other thing to watch is Jefferson separated his shoulder in preseason, and he hasn't looked as sharp as he did to end last year. So I think if he continues to kind of struggle and not produce as kind of a top 10 person we thought he would be, then that just gives more upside right. for KJ. I mean, right yeah. now Osborne is the better of the two fantasy-wise between Osborne and, and Jefferson. If you're looking for production and points, Osborne's technically better than Jefferson right now. 
Yeah, especially if you're thinking like from a DK standpoint, you're spending how much to get Jefferson, you know, 7,400. Right. Osborne might be, you know, 3,900 or something like that. So right. probably under 4,000 or so. So, so that gives you an idea. But yeah, I, I think again, this game, you know, a, a fun game to talk about. There'll be lots of scoring, it seems. Um, and uh, could be a could be a pretty much a shootout. Vikings first home game, uh, and I can tell you this right now. I'm pretty sure every Minnesota Viking player is pissed off about the first two weeks. Uh, we could very easily be two and zero, and here we are at zero and two. So we'll see what. Unless you want the first pick, then you're pretty happy. Yeah, well, yeah. If you if you want that, but I don't think anybody does. I mean, if you're going to be bad, be bad. Yeah, All I right, think the only game. the only other person worth talking about is um, Freddie Swan, who Swain, who could be a good pickup right. for the Seahawks. Right. And yeah, again, that's someone a, that's a good point. Yeah, because they're I I think people maybe thought Everett would be kind of the third guy there, but it seems like yeah. they're not targeting tight ends at all. No, they're letting they're letting the offense just kind of do its thing. Yep. Yes, they're letting Mister Unlimited reach his true potential. Uh, be unlimited. Yeah, there you go. John, next game is Jets. Yeah, should Denver. we move to our sorry game of the week? Yeah, sorry game. I don't know if that one is a sorry game or the no. I mean, it's always it's always a sorry game. It's always a sorry game of the week. It is a sorry game because it's the Jets and they're pretty sorry. Yeah, I mean, for the Jets, you're not starting anyone. No. They're just on everyone team is unplayable, especially against Denver, who's had a good defense. Um, they've had a top three defense this year. Um, so not sorry, anyone from the Jets. Um, and then for Denver, I think Denver will get out to an early lead. So I think uh, it could be a week where you feel comfortable starting Gordon and Williams. And then I think for receivers, um, other than Sutton and Faint, I don't know that I'm going kind of Tim Patrick or anyone else. Yeah. But I well, did, both of these teams are averaging 64 plays a game, so there is going to be a lot of opportunities for points to be scored by players. Um, but uh, it there should be a, a heavier um, emphasis on any kind of Broncos players that you're looking at that you're going to be at least confident in starting. Yeah, I yeah, I think I'm I'm with you. The the hardest part about the running backs for Denver is they are seriously they're I think they're splitting series. Really, it's it's very very Which, close in carries and everything else. So if that's, they, a, that's a big compliment to uh, Williams, though. I it think. is, it is, and and it's just it's kind of like I, I've mentioned this before about San Francisco. I feel like the Denver backfield is going to be a little bit like that. Like you're going to have. It's, there's going to be a week where you hit a home run with Javante Williams. There's going to be a week like week one where you hit a home run with, with Melvin Gordon. Like you're going to have home run. Yeah. Weeks. It's They're not predictable. Not be, yeah. yeah but I think, I think this is the week where you look at what you think the game script is going to be. I think the game script is they get up early. The Jets don't score a lot. So then they just rely on running the ball a lot. So regardless of who you start, I think they have a good shot of having good production. Yeah, it's it's like my you know if I'm if I'm looking at the what's my best um, week to have a shot where one of those two guys has a really good week. Yes, I agree, John. I think I think it's one of those like last week. I think they both run rushes. Um, 
and they pretty much dominated that game for the most part. I mean, they weren't like up big, but they were up and they didn't have to worry about too much. So like this week, you know, I think they're probably up a little bit bigger and, you know, maybe they get 15 carries each. Right. And and maybe a touchdown each kind of thing. So it, it, that's where it's just, it's even still like, even with the game script, you're not going to run the ball. F- unless you're the Baltimore Ravens, you're going to run the ball 40 times. You know what I mean? You're well, gonna... And what's kind of interesting too. And now, I mean, they, the jets played Carolina, they played new England. Um, but they've only had 19 receptions, two wide receivers in total in those two games. Um, just a little bit over 200 yards and one touchdown. And that's total between those two games. Yeah. And so the Jets defense, at least fantasy wise, is actually um, the third best against wide receivers. Fantasy wise. Interesting. And and that could be partially due to their inability to, to like stop teams from scoring points. I think it's more. I think it's. Yeah. And so, you know, some of the other positions do get emphasized a little bit more and you're not passing as much. So, of course, you're not scoring as much. Uh, could That could be kind of one of those cause-effect sort of a deal. Um, but it's just an interesting thing to, to be aware of and maybe a reason to fade on, like, Patrick this week and not have so much confidence there. Sure. Yep. Yep. And I think we've already spent – Enough time on the sorry game of the week. So going on to the next one, Bobby, Miami, Vegas. Um, so you're not starting anybody for Miami. You're, you're just not. Um, Fuller is getting his first start after uh, after he sat last week again. Um, so I want to see it from Fuller before doing anything with him. Uh, Waddle, you could start in a pinch, but again, not too certain what this offense is really going to look like under Jacoby Brissett, who's going to be at least for the time being the starting quarterback there. Uh, Derek Carr is definitely a streaming option. We mentioned him last week uh, or earlier in the week, I guess. Um, he the way that Vegas is moving the ball is through the air more primarily than anything else. Um, I do like on the running side, uh, Drake and Jacobs. Now Jacobs again has missed a couple of practices. So something to be aware of, definitely keep your eye out for that. Cause if he doesn't have the opportunity to play, it's Barber again. Um, we saw it last week. There's pretty much a, a one-to-one, uh, kind of trade out there between, uh, Jacobs. Well, Jacobs is a little bit better, but they play that similar role within the offense. Um, again, tight end is going to have a big day. I see um, Waller kind of being balling out again um, in terms of the pass catchers there. Rugs is interesting, uh, but again, there's not really a consistent, as much as they're able to move the ball in the air, there's not a lot of consistent uh, production yet, and so we don't really know what that's totally going to look like. But he is a guy that, you know, if you need a big play, if you need somebody to boom because you're down for whatever reason or, or um, you know, the rest of your team is, is, isn't is doing all too hot, Ruggs is maybe a guy to throw in there. Again, a desperation play more than anything else. And the Vegas defense is an interesting streamer this week uh, against Miami. And, and who knows what Jacoby Forsett's really actually going to be when we start looking at that. 
Yeah, the only thing I would say is I'm still I'm still I'm not high on Gaskin, but he's a flex play for me. Um, depending again on the players you have, I I I still see him as somebody that is going to perform, and we'll see. And I'm going to say that until I you know until I I've said it enough to a point where I beat my head into the ground. Uh, but I just made a bet with Bobby, so I'm going to keep saying it. Um, the only thing, especially with um, with not Tua, basically, is the reason to kind of avoid that. Sure, sure. Um, and I think that's enough on that game. John, any other comments? Nope. All right, Philly-Dallas is my next game. Um, again, I think another decent game this week. Uh, Monday night game, right? Philly-Dallas. Um, I think you're starting Hurts. You're starting Dak. Uh, this is kind of the the new version of uh, the Philly-Dallas, where I think in the old days, you know, you have the – you go back to um, – What's his name? Spiking the the ball on the star, Terrell Owens, and stuff like that. Well, I guess he was just, was he San Francisco that year? He might have been San Francisco Cisco that year, but anyway. Um, so you just think of the, the this game in general. Um, I think will be a, a decent game to watch. Another good Monday night game. Um, I think there'll be a decent amount of scoring because I'm just not confident in Dallas's defense. I'm a little bit shading the running backs in Dallas. So I'm not as uh, excited about them. Philly historically has a, a pretty good rushing defense. Um, and like San Francisco scored 17 points last week and didn't have a whole lot of uh, success running the ball, but they, you know, they still found a way to win the game. But so anyway, so I, I think this week I'm maybe shading the, the Dallas running backs, favoring a little bit more of the Dak running the offense and, you know, Maybe those wide receivers. Amari Cooper is a little bit of an interesting one. Check out his health. Make sure he's – he's. what is that noise? Was that Bobby laughing or his dog breathing? That's my, that's my dog. Okay. Anyway, um, I think Dallas wide receivers you're looking at. Amari, you got to make sure he's playing. Um, but uh, definitely keep track of his health. But I think if he's playing, uh, you're starting every Dallas wide receiver you can. Uh, I might even look at starting in a flex spot, Cedric Wilson. He didn't have a great week last week, but I think Philly's uh, secondary is a little bit weaker. Um, so it could be somebody worth uh, worth looking at. Uh, and then Devontae uh, Smith, and uh, I- I'm probably starting Dallas Goddard if I got him. Um, Devontae Smith is the other guy in Philly, uh, and then and Hurts, and that's pretty much it. I- I'm – I don't know. I mean, Sanders, I think you're starting. I just don't. I'm just not super excited about him. Are you worried about the cornerback matchup with uh, with Diggs being on um, Devontae Smith this week, kind of taking his value down a little bit? You know, someone that you might fade a little. Like, Smith is a wide receiver to flex. So depending on what your matchups look like, he's a guy that I have more of a, a flex appeal um, side of things versus someone that I'm for sure starting. And there may be somebody with a better opportunity um, this week that I would start over him. Yeah. But I mean, look at what and, the chargers did against Dallas's, Secondary last week. Keanu had four for 108. Mike Williams had seven for 91 at touchdown. So I don't think they're really a secondary where okay. you're fading your okay. wide receiver. Well, I was just going to say, you know, Diggs, 
you make it sound like Diggs is this really good corner. Like he's a a good corner, but he's not like he's not the trip. You know, he's not Tredavious White in Buffalo. He's not, you know, he's not the shutdown guy that every single time you go against him, you don't perform. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, you're he, saying he makes he's not some a good plays. You're saying he's he, not a shutdown. Yeah, he, he makes some good plays, but but I don't know that who. What did Tampa have? I mean, look at what Tampa scored against him, and I don't know how many times it went to Diggs that they scored these touchdowns and stuff, but. You know, he's probably covering Godwin a decent amount. He probably covered Mike Williams. Didn't have a great game, Mike Williams, in against them. But you get my point. Like, like there's, I'm not looking at this saying, oh, my God, he's going against Diggs, and I can't start my guy now. No, that, that just is not in the equation for, for me. I mean, Diggs in two games has only allowed seven catches against them. Okay, but the Cowboys have allowed the second most receiving yards against them at 692. I'm not oh. saying that people aren't going to be able to throw against him. I'm just saying he, in two games, I mean. Individually, I he's yeah. allowed X. Right. He, as a as the one guy, hasn't allowed a lot, you know, given the situation and given how much teams just in general are p- passing against him. Yeah, so um, Bobby will not be starting teams number one wide receivers against the Cowboys defense. I, well, is that dog laughing again? Because I think that's something that is that. Can you hear it again? Is it Devon, so Smith isn't like you know Mike Evans, but a game that means against him either. And he's who you would say is probably the number one wide receiver for Tampa Bay. Sure, but just something to so, something but, but to keep again, in mind. Into, just something to keep to in LA. mind. I like Rager on the other side of the field. A little bit more this week is all I'm trying to get to there. I think I like any wide receiver. Rager was almost the guy that I was going to say was the the take a shot guy for me, but I was yeah. I I think I I think I like any wide receiver in Dallas. Period. Or I mean, in 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 this game, yeah, yeah, like you know, Rager's fine. You know, I'm not like Quez Watkins or whatever that guy's name is. I'm not like going for him. No, but I, I would one take catch both. That I literally would take. Yards. I would take both of them. I, I mean, Smith and Rager. I think I, I'm fine with starting if you got them on your team. I, I don't think that's a problem. Yeah, I think we can get off of this game though. Yeah, yeah. on to the next L, uh, Tampa, LA. This will be a fun one. Yeah, this is the other highest over under at 55. Um, I think the the thing I'm most interested in is to see if Henderson plays. And if Henderson doesn't play, I don't think I'm going to start Sony Michelle, just because he doesn't have the upside of um, he doesn't have the upside of catching passes. He just is not talented enough to you know consistently catch. And then I think Tampa Bay hasn't allowed a rusher over. 50, I think they've allowed a rusher to get over 55 yards like three times in the last 20 games. So I'm I'm not I'm not serving Sony if Henderson's out. I'll start Henderson if he plays just because he has the pass catching upside. So he yeah. can still get the volume. Um, I mean, obviously you're starting Cooper Cup. I think Woods could have a big game. This maybe is kind of his coming out. I was expecting him to have a better year um, kind of at the start of the season. I think this is where he can kind of pick it up. 
um, if teams are focusing on cut more. And then for Tampa Bay, um, I think obviously you're starting Brady, you're starting um, Godwin and Evans. I think it's it'll be interesting to see if um, Antonio Brown doesn't play. Then I think Scotty Miller could be a really good streamer or even Tyler Johnson. I think either of them could have um, kind of decent games if you're kind of in a pinch and need a pickup, um, especially in deeper leagues. Um, but yeah, other than that, you're starting Gronk. Um, and then if, if you're starting one running back in this game, if Henderson's out, it's probably Fournette. If you're really desperate, you fall. Right, but I thought yeah. they named Ronald Jones the starting running back. Well, that wasn't my argument. So right. <laughs> it wasn't mine was, the other week was, either. That was last week, Joe. But I, well, um, my argument wasn't that he was a starter, that he was going to have a good game. That's all my argument was. Anyway. Yeah, and you people, were wrong. And you were wrong. So you shitty people, people should have listened to me. Game. But so yeah. did every um, other running back in Tampa. Remember when I said that I was going to tell you what the lowest pace of play game is? This is it. Really? That surprises this is, me. This is the So it's partially because they just score so fast. Um, the Rams have only had on average 53 plays a game, Tampa Bay 60. So we're looking at what, what's that? 113 plays projected for this game. But I think it's probably going to be more than that just because they do score. Both of these offenses are so proficient. Um, they'll probably be scoring a lot. And that's why that over under is so high. But that might be something that uh, some sharps out there might look. Oh well, these teams don't really have a lot of plays, but they score a lot of points. Yeah, I think um, it's and so the, that over both teams are good at. Under. Yeah, I think both teams are good at kind of big, big plays, big chunk plays, big yeah. plays, and then their defenses have been struggling probably more than we expected them. I think a lot of people thought they'd be kind of two top defenses, right. and they've right. given up kind of more scoring. And I think when when you have those kind of quick drives and long passing plays for touchdowns that both teams have had, then your defense is on the field for 13 plays. It's just, right. you know. This is this is going to be one of those weeks um, where, like, it's it's just, I don't know. It's going to be really interesting to see how this, this game plays out. And the reason for that is the playoff implications that this game could potentially have come the end of the season um, in terms of like how tiebreakers are going to work themselves out. Um, So it's going to be huge whether or not LA can get the big win here or if Tampa Bay is going to be handed their first, first loss of the season and first loss in what, since October of last year. November? When when was the last time Tampa Bay lost? It's been a while, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, I got San Francisco, Green Bay. I think that does this round it out? Is this the last one? Yeah. Sunday night games. San Francisco, Green Bay. You're starting all your Packers. Um San Francisco's backfield is interesting. Uh, Mitchell hopes to be able to play. He's kind of um, trending that way. They said he had is like a stinger, but not a stinger with his shoulder. Um, so hopefully he's ready to go. If not, Sermon looks to be on the path towards you know being ready to play after the, his concussion. Um, 
hopefully that's not something that kind of haunts him throughout the season because one thing that we do know about concussions is that once you have one, it's easier to have more going forward. Um, and so it's something to be aware of there. Um, so not all too certain in terms of what running back is really going to look like there because if, let's say, both of them don't play, um, their team has Trenton Cannon. They just signed Chris Thompson. Um, I think Carrion Johnson's on their practice squad. They got this guy named Jock Patrick as well. Um, Interesting. Yeah, and so those those might be the running backs that they're trotting out there if uh, Elijah Mitchell and Trey Sermon can't go for whatever reason um, and for those injuries and stuff. Uh, now, now Trenton Cannon. So this is I'm, I'm taking this from uh, some um, <clears throat> newsletters that I read here uh, on fantasy. And so Trenton Cannon is primarily a special teams player. Thompson's usually their pass catcher. Uh, we saw him have a big season in Washington a couple years ago. So he's a, uh, a guy that kind of came out of nowhere in a sense when it came to uh, PPR leagues. Chris Thompson a few years back, for those of you that have been playing for a while. Um, but this Jock Patrick guy is the one who they are saying is most interesting. Um, he actually was an XFL player, um, and he would be the one that would probably get, as at least what they're projecting here, um, the bulk of the carries, this Jock Patrick. Probably get him in any he's probably is not on anybody's radar anybody else's rosters somebody to if you have a spot go grab him you never know what's going to happen with the rest of this san francisco offense and if he's the guy um you could easily throw him into your flex spot if if we hear that's both sermon and mitchell are out this week um definitely a dart throw guy especially in that situation um, beyond that, hopefully Kittle returns back to what he can do. We saw what good tight ends can do against uh, Green Bay last week with Hawkinson having a big game. Uh, and then at wide receiver, it's uh, Devo Samuel and nobody else that you're even thinking about starting. Yeah, I, I think you spent way too much time trying to analyze that San Francisco running backs. Cause that I think that's a very important thing for people to be aware of. I don't think he'll touch the field. I think yeah, I think once you go into guys who could make the practice team before the season, that I don't yeah. see a lot of upside. I, I'm sorry. I just, I'm with you, John. Um, but okay. that's okay. And, you know, I think it's very important to know who the San Francisco running back is. Yeah, and it's not going to be a guy named Jock, whatever the heck you just said. It's going to be Elijah Mitchell and Trey Sermon. Trey will probably pass a concussion protocol, and they've already said basically Elijah Mitchell's playing. So you're talking about guys that it doesn't matter. We're 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 clean and we'll okay. pass that okay. at this point. I'm just saying if I would rather our listeners be ready if they needed to be for that situation. He just told them to take a dart throw if he's available in your league, which he more than likely he's he might available point, in every league. He might be he's available zero in every five single percent league. owned. That's my whole point. Like you're talking about a guy. Okay. But if Mitchell Joe, and Sermon can't Joe, play, you're just forcing us to talk about it more. I, I know that's why I'm trying to stop. But anyway, let's well, move you're on. You're doing a terrible job. It's it's, it's true. <laughs> you're doing it's it. True. Yeah. Uh, I I have one comment on this game, uh, more of a bold prediction. 
Um, but I think this is the game that Trey uh, or that uh, Trey Lance becomes the starting quarterback. No, no, I know, I know, it's a no. But the I'm only just, way that it's that a happens bold, is very a bold prediction. Hurt. They're two and zero. They're not going to make yeah. Trey Lance a starter in the middle of a game when they're two and zero. I'm just saying, right. this is my my. I think throwing Lance, it out there, Lance will maybe have had a little get some too play. much play. I'm yeah. going to put my stamp of you're an idiot on that one. Okay. Yeah. I can take. The, I'll take that. That stamp. might that might be the worst thing that Joe said all night. And like he, the dumbest thing. That might be and, the dumbest thing he said he, all he year. Said and gasping. he said a lot of dumb things. Yeah. He, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. That's my point. Oh, I love and hate you guys. All right. Well, that's it for the night, right? That's all we got. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I hope you've enjoyed this episode. <laughs> um, but that's it. I'm, I'm definitely dumber this episode. Yeah. You're last welcome. episode, we definitely were dumber. But this one, I think we... Well, at least I made people dumber. We're at, we're at new levels. <laughs> we're uh, well, if nothing it, else. I hope, you, I hope our better. listeners did as well, and we'll uh, we'll you'll hear a recap and the DFS stuff coming up. But that's it. That's it for us tonight. Is that a cat? Bye. <laughs> it's a cat. This, this could be the end of every episode. Just the cat meowing. <laughs> Peace. Bye. All right. DFS, you guys ready for DFS? Yeah, let's just do it quick. I mean, we can do it quick. The question is, can, you, do it, can, can you keep it to one stack and then a couple people at every position? Or do you need to list off 20 names? I'm I'm barely prepared, so I'm gonna just perfect. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> good. Bobby is zero preparation. This is a good thing. All right. Um, who wants to start? I'll I'll start it obviously with a hello and welcome to. Kind yeah. Of thing, but um, who wants to? What we. What are we doing for DFS? It was just stacks. We're, we're just talking down. about guys we like and moving on. There's no, uh, I don't think so. There's, it's just here's the guys that we like, and right. and then you say guys that you like, and I can kind of just go through my lineup a little bit that I've created. Okay, and call it a day. Sounds good. All right, I'll give it a five ten second break here, and then we'll get into it. 